What is happening, boxing freaks? Welcome to another episode of the J and B Ray Boxing Podcast. In a Saturday, yes, indeed, we're doing this episode on a Saturday. We didn't have time. Uh, my scheduling conflicts with B Ray prevented us from giving you guys an excellent episode this week. But we're not going to deprive you. The week's not over because it's Saturday. So we're going to talk about Terrence Crawford's performance against Kell Brook a week ago to the date. We're going to talk about Terrence Crawford in the pound for pound list. Uh, we're going to talk about Canelo Alvarez now setting a date and an opponent and other boxing news. But boys and girls, children of all ages, you guys know I don't do this by myself. I do have a co-host. He's the man. He's the myth. He's the legend. It's B-Ray in the motherfucking house. B-Ray. I was born What up, man? Happy Saturday. Happy, sa- <laughs> happy Saturday indeed. Uh, so just real quick, for everybody, uh, we are, uh, for some apparent reason, we're suffering some technical difficulties here. In a sense, you'll be hearing microphones clipping. Uh, most likely, it's my internet connection or Mr. Uh, B-Ray's internet connection. So you'll probably be hearing a little bit of a rough episode tonight or today. I'm sorry. It is. Well, it's the afternoon for us. Yeah. How many people will be tonight? So bear with us. We do apologize. Right. So how are you doing, B-Ray? Well, I'm good, man. Very good. I'm just looking forward for the Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. You, I'm looking you know, forward to it, man. Uh, yep. So, especially next week, man. Next week, there's a fight going on on Thanksgiving week. So, I really can't wait for that. Yeah, I can't wait for it either. Um, I'm looking forward to it in the sense of, one, you're coming down to the Rambo Colts uh, Ranch. Yep. To come have Thanksgiving with me. And we're giving you guys a bonus episode. Well, not a bonus episode. It's a regular episode, but we're going to do another episode next Saturday. Um, me and B-Ray are going to record two episodes in one night. So we're going to record. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to, we are going to give you bonus episodes. I'm sorry. We're going to give you an episode on Friday, which will be a short episode, which is going to give us our, uh, give you guys our prediction for the Gabe Rosado, Danny, Danny Jacobs fight. And then Saturday we're going to do, we're resurrecting fight talk. So we're doing. Yeah. Fight talk remember that one, guys? <laughs> yeah, I remember when B-Ray was in the the first and only one he ever was on, and he never came back again. Now he's back. <laughs> Makes sense to do this one now. So yeah, so we're gonna give you guys two episodes in one week. Like I said, we're gonna do one on Friday. Oh, yeah, Friday because the yeah. We'll do one on Friday afternoon. Um, where we give you guys a prediction of the fight and anything that anything else that is developed in boxing during that week, and then Friday, we're literally going to sit in the in the Ramble Studios. We're going to put on the zone. We're going to call the three main cards and the main event, the two main cards and the main event, and we're going to do fight talk. Mm-hmm. Everybody who knows, anybody who's been a uh, loyal listener to the show will know what we're talking about. When we talk about fight talk. <clears throat> Definitely, coming for that one. Especially for that fight going on, which would yeah. be, yeah, Jacobs and Rosado. I hope that that's a help is really a good fight. I hope nobody catches COVID. It's been, we've been getting a lot of these fights being up rescheduled because of COVID. Yeah, well, uh, Luke Campbell and Ryan Garcia being, are scheduled for July 2nd. No, January 2nd, I'm sorry, correction. January 2nd, yeah. January 2nd, <laughs> yeah. Luke Campbell tested positive for Corona. Um, what other fight got rescheduled? Did he? <laughs> oh, um, fuck, what other fights? I swear, I think there was another fight, right? They got, got rescheduled. I, I want to say yes, but at the top of my mind, I can't think about it. But yeah, look, so far, um, I think in boxing, I think I think when it comes down to the big fights, I think we they've done such a good job making sure that these top athletes are are uh, following the rigorous uh, requirements to be well, to test negative for COVID for them for them. Yeah, and the team. exactly. So they're doing the right steps. So I applaud the the boxing commissions uh, in Vegas. Even though right now this uh, this past week they're being shoot out, which we'll talk about now. Um, same thing in uh, yeah. where the PBC has been doing a lot of their fights. Uh, Florida, UK, everyone who has been promoting fights uh, around the around the world has done a good job making sure none of these fighters has positive, nor their team, nor their family. So we do applaud them for that. And moving forward, uh. We just keep advancing and we find new protocols to do to keep these fighters safe so we can be entertained and give you guys yep. good, entertaining uh, product for you, um, content for you guys. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Most definitely, man. 
But yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. So, but yeah, so like I said, B-Ray's coming down this week. Uh, but other than that, I mean, you're, you're good. I mean, how's everything over there? You know, I heard you guys are also going to be in lockdown like we are. Well, we just became last night. Yep, I think last night too, I believe. Yep, that, that, that crew came back again. That crew fucking came back, and now I was told uh, people at my <laughs> job, they're saying like, yeah, they're going nuts again. They're buying the toilet paper. So, uh, fuck, all over again with that shit. And it's fucking annoying. So, yeah, it's, it's happening here, too, as well, in Sacramento. Well, yeah, after this episode, I'm running to the supermarket, not to grab uh, toilet paper because I have enough, but to grab all yeah, the stuff too. we need for, uh, for Thanksgiving dinner because, you know, yeah. your, your girl and my girl cooking. I'm doing a couple mm-hmm. things here and there, too. So I'm going to pick up the sides that we need to cook for Thanksgiving and a little bit of more of essential food to keep yeah. during the week where uh, we're going to be here. So, yeah. But no, no, no. Yeah, you're right. I mean, supermarkets right now are – stocking up and as soon as they stock it on the shelves they're being taken down by people who are just hoarding toilet paper canned foods water uh we're uh we took five steps forward and now we're taking 20 steps back now everyone's panicking everyone's just fucking you know mayhem Ridiculous, mayhem galore yeah it is what it is yeah yeah uh, i'm Fuck assuming yeah. the fans are didn't wait this long for us to talk about covid so beer let's get into it last week i don't think so <clears throat> last weekend mgm um mgm conference room arena we had uh, the pound-for-pound king right now. Now he's the pound-for-pound champ in uh, ESPN and many other people's sports books. Terrence Bud Crawford defended his WBO welterweight title against Kel Brook, a former welterweight champ who, like we, we said last week, has been on a, on a three-fight win. But we, ha- we, we questioned the, the – what was it? We question the quality of opponent he is. Like, is he is he going to be the same Kell Brook that we remember? Yeah. We we knew he was sturdy, but did the Kel, did the Triple G and Earl Spence fights take anything out of him? I don't feel we learned anything from those fights. Uh, uh, his three fight wins, we didn't learn anything. And well, guess what? It took five rounds and it proved everyone right. Kell Brook was a game was a game fighter, but at the end of the day. When he got smacked, when he got pushed back, he wilted, and Terrence Bergoffer got a knockout win over Kilbrook. B-Ray, what's your thoughts? Oh, man. We, we were well, going back and forth, right? If you remember, we were texting, and I just kept thinking, shit, I've never seen Crawford this uncomfortable, I think, since a Gamboa fight. So I was like, holy shit, Kilbrook's doing a pretty good job on this guy. He really is. And I did notice the, the change when he went from – or um, just what do you call that? Or orthodox stance to southpaw. So people were saying like, "Oh shit!" When he went to southpaw, he was a little better. Until I, I believe what the fourth or fifth round, I don't know where it looked like a push in the beginning. I was like, "Fuck!" Did he push him? He got he, he put him down. And like we all said, when he smells blood, when Crawford smells blood, fucker attacks. He goes for the kill, and that's what happened. So what he's, I saw he's, last Saturday night, he's an excellent finisher. Yes. He's really excellent. So what I saw really last Saturday night was, yeah, Kilbrook was game, and he had to be. Kilbrook had to be game for a guy like Crawford. Mm-hmm. And Crawford was looking pretty uncomfortable. But, you know, he, he made the adjustment and then timed him perfectly, and he put him away. But I was still getting pretty annoyed when they were doing a lot of comparison. They were saying, I think he did a better job than what Triple G did and what L. Spence did. They kept comparing it. And we talked about that last you, week. We said, that. And we said that we did. last week when we did the episode. You can't compare 2016, 2017's Kelbrook to today's Kelbrook, 2020. They're completely different people. Con- con- uh, completely yeah. different fighter. There's not the same. And yeah, you're right. I was annoyed by ESPN's comparison of like, oh, he's done a better job. Like, well, no shit. He's a different fighter. He wasn't the same fighter that fought Sean Porter. Like, I felt... Their thing was, well, you know, he fought Sean Porter and he gave Sean Porter hell. You know, he fought Triple G and he 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 smacked Triple G around for a couple of rounds before Triple G put him down. Hey, he was winning rounds against uh, Errol Spence before Errol Spence chopped him down. And I and I and I thought to myself, yeah, but that was the Kilbrook then. This one, this version, he's not the same anymore. Like people have to he's clearly not. see it. But like I said, top rank and ESPN do such a good job promoting these fights that you they make you forget that he lost that devastating against Triple G in Aerospace. You they make you forget that mm-hmm. and they're good at a, at hiding the flaws 
and and showcasing more of the of what I think they they're good storytellers. I think I want to say. And any, I'm ladies and gentlemen, and if I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, if I can't get my thoughts out right now. I just recorded Rambling Alcoholics like last night. I'm still a little hungover from last night. I was going to say, hungover, everyone. <laughs> I'm hungover and I'm drinking water. I'm drinking vitamin water. I'm rehydrating from last night's episode. So right now, my words, I feel like my thought process is like this, but my mouth and my brain are not connecting. So right, just bear with us. I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I should have been more professional. Oh, no. But no, that's okay. Don't worry. I'll jump in if like if you're trying to get out a word, you know. Yeah, and I'm coughing like a motherfucker too. Had an edible last night, so kind of. Mm. Uh, but no, no. So the 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 different people, like I said, the storytelling that Top Rank did promoting this fight, and you saw it in the betting lines. Like I think Crawford was a heavy favorite going into Saturday. Kel Brook had become the slight had not become the big underdog that we all saw in the beginning when the the fight got announced. Why? Because Top Rank and ESPN have done such a good job being storytellers of building this story, this competitive story of Kell Brook being the undefeated, the most feared welterweight in the division. Nobody wants to fight him. And here comes this guy, former welterweight champion, the man who gave Triple G problems, the man, the guy who laid the blueprint for Triple G mm-hmm. to lose, the man who gave Earl Spence problems for seven rounds, apparently. The man who gave who gave Sean Porter his first loss, this guy is stepping up, daring to be great to fight the pound for pound king. They did such a good job to build the narrative that Kelbrook is the most uh, is, is the most capable opponent to probably upset Earl Sp- uh, Terrence yeah. Bud Crawford. Yep. They did such a good job, and and if you don't believe me, look at the sports books everywhere. Kelbrook was a huge underdog when the fight got announced. When fight night happened. He was not that much of an underdog anymore. It was almost, it's almost like people were starting to put more money on the underdog, less money on Crawford. And that's crazy. And that's again the narrative that Top Rank builds for the fighters. And I, um, I agree with you. I thought that it was a push, but the way Kell Brooks was starting to wink his eye, the way his body responded. Uh, I go, damn, he hurt him. Like, he hurt him legitimately. Hurt him. He did. Kell Brook even says it was a punch I didn't see coming. He didn't see it, he didn't see it coming. No, and, of course not. I mean, um, Bud Crawford is a slow starter. Like, let's get that, you know, pretty clear. He's one of those guys that takes his time. He analyzes. He computes everything. He figures the distance. He figures everything out. And then he comes in and starts taking over. I knew he was going to go southpaw pretty soon because he doesn't do orthodoxy. And here's another thing I want to – I want to say, stop calling him a switch hitter. He's not a switch hitter. His last <laughs> five wins have come in the southpaw stance. Let's just let's just say it like it is. He's a southpaw. Yeah, I guess you can say that. Yeah, he's not a switch hitter. Name the last fighter he knocked out in an orthodox stance. I can't think of. <laughs> he's fucked every opponent up in a southpaw stance. He's southpaw never. Stance. Yep. It's almost like he uses the orthodox as kind of like, okay, let me see what he can do. All right, cool. Let me switch it up here. Okay, there's a different look here. I'm going to stick to this. But he's a, to me, he's a southpaw fighter. He's not an orthodox fighter. He's not a switch hitter because I think he spends more rounds of the southpaw than he does as an orthodox fighter. I think he spent, what, two two rounds as an orthodox fighter? I think two, I believe. Yeah, I I, that seems about right. He spent two rounds, and, th- and then he switched over right to southpaw, which usually is the same MO he does. He go, I think against Amir Khan, he fought like maybe 30 seconds as orthodox, and then he went back to southpaw and just fucked up mm-hmm. Amir Khan. <laughs> against Benavides, he fought he fought orthodox for like a maybe half a round, went southpaw. Against uh, uh, Jeff Horn, fought as an orthodox fighter for like maybe a round or two, went southpaw. The guy's a southpaw. He's more comfortable as a southpaw than he is as a regular stand uh, orthodox fighter. That's mm-hmm. plain and simple. So that was kind of my thing, you know. Stop calling him a switch hitter. He's not a switch hitter. Like I don't even think ESPN can remember the last time he knocked anybody out in an so. orthodox stance. He's been southpawing the whole fucking eight fights. Um, Kelbrook was game. Kelbrook did a good job. That jab was starting to frustrate uh, uh, Terrence Bud Crawford. Um, but you know what? It, it wasn't that. Both guys are, are counter punchers. At at nature, they're counter punchers, and to me, that looked like two. Two guys were waiting. Both guys were waiting for the other one to make a mistake. Was and it was a small mistake. And it wasn't even a small mistake. Just 
fucking Kilbrook ran into that fucking jab. He really did. Or right hook or whatever the fuck it was. He ran into that punch. It looked like to me he got his um like I don't know, like his paw. Like it wasn't even like his fist. It just looked like it was you know the palm of his hand, something like that. I can't explain it. Because that's what it looked like in slow-mo. If you watch it, if you watch it again and then we played the slow-mo, and that's what it looked like. So basically it was a jab, but a bit a bit, a bit awkward, but he timed him. He timed him very good. He timed him like and he just walked right into it and he just and it just fucking debilitated him. Mm-hmm. Um you know, is is uh, Bud Crawford a, a, a hard hitter in the division? I don't know, I, and I'm not taking credit away from Bud Crawford. I mean, he, he's a good fighter. He's a good finisher. You know, when he gets a guy, he gets a guy hurt. We both just admitted it. He's a great finisher. Mm-hmm. But is he the hardest hitting welterweight in the world? Like right now, I don't. I, 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 I don't think so. I think he has respectable power, but I don't think he has mm-hmm. that like, you know, one punch knockout power. It's just kind of like. He's precise with his punches. Very precise. Yeah. And also, what do you... Uh-huh. Go. I was about to mention, also, what do you think... What did you thought of uh, of how he looked? Kill Brook, or how he looked on the weigh-in? Because I saw the interview he did with Kill Brook on Max Unboxing. Everyone on social media was saying, Kill Brook looks drained. And they were comparing him from last, last Friday night to, I guess, maybe a couple years ago when he was on welterweight. Did you see that? Did you saw that he looked pretty drained? Because he kind of looked like he hadn't eaten in months well, or days. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. You signed the contract agreeing to come in at 147. Yep. You agreed in a contract that you would come in at 147. Whether or not you're capable of coming in 147 is not Terrence Crawford's fault. If you, if you starved yourself, if you deprived yourself of water for a week, whatever, I've heard instances where people can't even eat ice. They would just rub ice cubes on their lips just so they can keep themselves, keep their uh, mouth, uh, hyd- uh, keep their mouth wet. If that was what Kelbrook was doing leading into the weigh-in, that's on Kelbrook's team, not Terrence Crawford's team. Um, people throwing out, oh, he was drained, he was drained. Hey, Terrence Crawford signed up for the fight. If Kelbrook knew he couldn't make the weight, hey, can I negotiate? Okay, can we do this fight at 150? Can we do, you know, negotiate it? If you can't, if you know you can't make the weight, why go down the weight? Why, why yeah. drain yourself yeah. that much? You know, why? You know, it, I, I've never got it. I, and I get it, it's a payday. I did, this was his biggest, uh, according to Joey Tessitore, take your $2 million to go home. Comment. You know, this is your biggest payday. Take $2 million, get out. Hey, you did it for the money. Cool. But don't uh, don't take away, uh, don't discredit Terrence Crawford's performance by people saying, "Well, you know, he was weight drained. Look at him. Look at him. He looked drained. He looked drained compared to his other weights." Ladies and gentlemen, these are professional athletes. They knew I, I, what they were signing themselves which <laughs> they knew what they were signing themselves up to. It wasn't like mm-hmm. uh, oh, three or four weeks before the fight. Oh, hey, by 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 the way, Carol, the fight's taking place at one forty-seven. It's not like they told him the weight barely. He knew he had to cut the weight. No. Mm-hmm. He he has a nutrition team. He has a team to get him ready. If they felt they couldn't get him there healthy, they don't take the fight. They don't sit here. And I'm not yelling at you. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of scolding the fucking boxing fans, the mm-hmm. butt haters. Don't fucking don't take away the credit that this guy took out um, Kilbrook. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't. We all knew. We all and knew. They are. We I all see, knew. Seeing it. We all knew that Kell Brook hadn't been at welterweight for a while. He he's been fighting at super welterweight for his last three fights. He mm-hmm. hadn't been at welterweight since the Errol Spence loss, which was in 2017. Yeah. The last yeah, time yeah. he was at welterweight. Prior to that, he's been fighting at super welterweight. Now, for people to say, well, it's only a few pounds from from that. Okay, then you cut the weight in 10 weeks. You cut the weight in 10 weeks and fight and tell me how you how your body's going to feel when you have to fight and cut the weight. Do it, because it's different. Mm-hmm. It's, it, I hit it with, well, you know, it's, it's only a couple pounds. 
and they're usually the people that probably don't even get up and run. They're the people. They're the they're the ones that don't even exactly. do exercising besides, you know, twiddling their fucking Twitter fingers. That's it. You know, and I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, I can cut the weight, and I've done it before. No, I haven't. But I'm also conscious to know that these guys are stripping down. Like, yes, he fights at 154, but what is his off? Uh, what is his weight off? Um, uh, uh, when he's not fighting, you know, I think I think I heard that Kelbrook uh, weighs around 180. 170. He has to drop down to 147 in 10 wow. weeks. Healthy. Healthy. No, no supplements, no steroid, no nothing. Has to drop it healthy. Not only that, he has to be confined in quarantine during the 10, 10 to 8 weeks for this fight. Now, tell me who, tell me anybody who, who's criticized Bud Crawford can do that and still fight that guy. Don't take it away. No. Do not take away the credit of what happened last Saturday night. Yes, Kelbrook is not. That's yes, the sad thing. A lot of people. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes, Kelbrook is not the same fighter. A lot of people, yeah. He's not mm-hmm. the same fighter. But he made the weight, and, and that's what that's what kept Terrence Crawford kept saying. Uh, yeah, Terrence Crawford kept saying he made the weight. He made the weight. What the fuck's the big deal? He made the fucking weight. If Kelbrook knew he couldn't make the weight, why make you should you shouldn't even have tried to make the weight come underweight and just pay the fine and fuck up uh, Terrence Crawford. I bet you if he showed up on uh, overweight, oh look how unprofessional he is. He should retire. He doesn't take this fight seriously. He has never been the same since he lost to fucking Triple G. They would have found any excuse. This is another. If he came overweight, they would have made an excuse saying, well, you know. Bud Crawford's taking advantage of a fucking a shell of an old fighter. If he comes in at weight, look how drained he looks. He's taking advantage of him. <laughs> there's no fucking win, bro. Yep. Get the fuck out of here. There's no. No, it's not actually. It's there's not, and especially I mean I, I've been I've been seeing a lot on social media. They, they they were saying like, oh look at that. I mean he had a he had a fight a guy like Amir Khan, who ain't shit. Now he's going after uh, Kell Brook, and also before that fight, of course, back, I think it was it was in 2018, he fought a guy who had a fucked up leg because he got shot. So a lot of people are really discrediting this guy. They're really look right now. Social media is trying try to make him look like a joke. I'm noticing that, which is nothing new to me because that's what social media does. Well, they've always done that. Yeah, they've always... look. He's exactly. not a joke. Terrence Crawford, Terrence Crawford is not a joke. What sucks for what sucks for him is his promotion team. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what sucks for him. Is a promoter. You um. We keep asking ourselves, I think, in the beginning of the year, how many fights can Terrence Crawford have before we start questioning whether he belongs in the pound for pound list because he's not fighting the elite fighters. What the what makes Earl Spence different is that he's on the other side, and guess what? The other side has more marquee talent, more yeah. uh, more uh big names to put on the resume that sports fans and sports writers will respect when he wins. Mm-hmm. Like he, um, Mikey Garcia, he fought Sean Porter. He's about to fight Danny Garcia next. Those are fights against fighters that the general public respect and sports fighters, sports reporters, podcasters, YouTubers also respect. And you're right. Poor, Ter- poor Terrence Crawford gets Benavides, a one-legged man who got shot. He gets Kel Brook, a fighter who hasn't been the same since 2016, the 2017 massacres he took. Mean Machine, who in his last fight should have lost against Ray Robinson, but instead he barely he squeezed out a win out of his ass. He's been fighting those type of fighters. That, okay, cool. You you got you I mean you you got to fight you can't just stay, you can't be you can't be an Amir Khan and just wait sit there and wait to be called up by by the PBC fighters or wait mm-hmm. until Bob decides to be like I'm sending you over there kid to go beat him up you can't wait <laughs> you have to fight so that's what Terrence Crawford's doing he's fighting Terrence Crawford's doing the same thing that I said Demetrius Andre should be doing keep yourself busy do not but do not do the career move that Amir Khan did which is basically sidetrack your career waiting for the big name to call you up. Waiting for the majors to call you, like, "Hey, you're up, you're up, you're up, kid." No, yeah. <laughs> Keep busy. Keep busy. But the difference between Demetrius Andre and and Terence Bud Crawford is that Terence Bud Crawford is considered the number one best pound for pound fighter in the world. 
by many people, including myself, the best pound for pound fighter in the world. Sports writers like him, fans like him. He his talent and his fan share have not translated in pay-per-view yet. But I I just think it's not because of him. It's because of the opponents he's fighting. So and I blame the promoter because it's the promoter's job to build this fighter up. Because you can't say, oh, you know what? It's because he's not sellable. You're able to sell fighters like uh, Lomachenko, who doesn't speak a word of fucking English, and Lomachenko and Terrence Crawford are doing the same thing, beating the shit out of every opponent they step in the ring with. What's the difference? There's no difference. But you're able to promote Lomachenko, uh-huh. but you're not able to promote Terrence Crawford. How is that possible? You know? And Lomachenko is starting to run out of opponents, but you still found ways to make him more intriguing for fans to tune in for him. For Terrence Crawford, the only but top rank knows the only thing they can do now is you're gonna have to play ball across the street now. Because guess what? This last fight against Kel, uh, Kel Brook, I think it's the last one the fans and writers are gonna take now. I I think I I probably said it too, maybe, but I I, I felt that when they made the announcement for Kel Brook, oh, I said that to myself. This is the last draw. This is it. This is really it. By the way, Bob Ram. No, you were saying. No, I was about to say, oh no, Bob Ramos is, is just hilarious. By the way, I'm about to mention that too because of what he said after the fight, the post-fight interview with Terrence Crawford about a potential fight against Harold Spence. He's scared. He don't want to fight him. He's he's a throwback fighter. <laughs> he don't want to fight him. This guy right here would have been toe to toe with all the greats: Leonard, Hans, Duran, Hagler. He would have been with all of them. Yours, but then doesn't he do another one where he goes? Uh, well, with all the you know all the money I've lost, I cut about more property in Beverly Hills than, than what I've done. Why am I going to invest money and bankrupt my bankroll, bankrupt myself by investing in Terrence Crawford? Like, what the fuck, bro? You were just on right. ESPN saying he's the greatest fighter, he's the most feared welterweight in the world. Bernardo, he's one of the <laughs> most feared welterweights in the world. The champion, exactly. He's one of the best champions I've ever had in my stable. <clears throat> I swear, this guy's losing it. Because I was really confused when I read that interview the second time. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, wait, what? You were just praising this guy. You were just praising this guy. Now you sound like you just want to get rid of them. Well, his contract expires in October, November of 2021. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, and they're saying they they, they have – this is what I'm getting. I know that uh, from what I've heard, that Manny Packer has three fights with the PBC. So far, he saw Broner, Thurman. He has one more fight under the PBC banner. Mm Mm-hmm. But Bob Arum just said we were going to, and Terrence Crawford said we had Manny Pacquiao already. We were going to fight in the Middle East. Yeah, Middle East. They're going to say, uh-huh. How is that going to work out? I have no clue. And then I don't know. And then to me, we I mean, we both agreed. Kel Brook should have been the guy um, fighting him last Saturday night. The guy that should have been in that ring is a former two-time welterweight champion of the world, Showtime Sean Porter. That should have yeah, you're right. That, that should have been Porter. the guy. That should have been the guy that, that should have fought last Saturday night, not Kell Brook. Sean Porter should have been. Sean Porter was ready to go. That's the guy that should have been in the fight. He's not there. From what I keep hearing and I keep reading, T- Crawford doesn't want him. Crawford only wants Pacquiao Spence. That's it. Pacquiao Spence. That's it. He doesn't want Sean. There's no need to fight Sean. No, there is a need to fight Sean. Because even though. You, the boxing writers, the people and the podcasters, the YouTubers, you know, a good majority believe you're the best pound for pound fighter in the world. You need that marquee name on your resume. And fighting guys like Brooke, Navidez, Jeff Horn, Mean Machine, they're good. They they've been showcase fights for you, but it's not a marquee fight. We know you're good. No. We know you're good because we are putting you as the number one best pound for pound fighter in the world. We know you're good. We know it. We just need to see you against another guy that we believe is in the same level as you. So if we can't get Spence in the ring and if we can't get Pacquiao in the ring, then the best option is either a Thurman or a fucking uh, a Sean Porter. That's my opinion there. I don't know if you agree. No, I, I totally agree. Because I feel like that's really the fight that will really help Crawford 
you know, cement himself as like, okay, this guy can be, be for sure. He's a threat in that in that division. We know how uh, Proto can fight. No matter who he fights, you're in for a fight. You in for a fucking fight, I should say. Oh yeah, yeah. You that's what fight. I like about Porter. Yeah, you're in for a fight. So he's that type of fighter. Like, hey, let's. You know, he's definitely the type of guy. Like, you can test your fighter, especially if you're in Crawford's team. Like, let's test this motherfucker out. <laughs> let's put him against Porter. Oh, so yeah, I was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone was all in for that fight. Yeah. So I'm sure all, we were all in for that fight. So hearing that the fight didn't happen pretty pisses me off. And you can't say, oh, I just it's just, hope it's not true. not a pay-per-view fighter. Well, you just did you just did Lomachenko uh, Lopez on ESPN. You couldn't have done this in ESPN? Exactly. What's the whole thing? Oh, you know, Is guess it, uh-huh. what? It's not on pay-per-view, guys. Don't forget. Don't, 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 don't worry. It's not pay-per-view. Look, they would have made big numbers. Look, to me. Big view numbers. To me. Is um damn hold on my back is over. I just saw a text my wife just sent me right now. So uh to me is this you have to if you can't get Spence, you can't get Pacquiao, you gotta get you gotta get one of those guys. Or or if you really wanna break into the mainstream, like if you really wanna break into like being if you really wanna make a statement in the welterweight division, then this is my opinion, folks. Bob Round up some money. I say $10 million. There's a certain fighter who win, lose, or draw. People hate him. They don't love him as much. They hate him. People will be willing to pay for this one fighter to get his ass stomped by Terrence Crawford. And believe me, you will get ratings because this guy is the most controversial fighter, the most outrageous fighter out there. Yeah, he really loves him. He has a fan club for him. No, I don't. Adrian the problem Broner. Why not fight Broner then? Okay. If I'm I'm done wa- I'm done watching you fight. I think, I think he's having legal troubles. I'm done so. watching you fight Mean Machine. If you can't bank Sean Porter, if you can't bank Thurman, then then Bob get Broner has said it. Give me ten million dollars. I'm willing to fight only for ten million dollars. Then get the ten million dollars. Tell him, hey, why don't you come over here to ESPN? We ESPN already has a track record of knowing how to promote and build the build a storyline to make the fight more interesting than it's supposed to be. And guess what? You just put a put a camera in Broner's face and a microphone. He'll make it entertaining. Omac Omac's a shit talker. Terrence Crawford's a shit talker. And guess what? Guess what? If if Terrence and here's the challenge, they can build it up as. To the, the nobody's been able to put away Adrian Broner. They've only beat him by decision. He's been knocked down, but no one's been able to knock him out. Can Terrence Crawford knock this guy out? And if he does, I just think Porter it's one of those. Do, if he does what my daughter yeah. couldn't do, he makes a statement right there. And not only that, you put faces on his pro, you put face on Terrence Crawford. As may, arguably maybe the most feared welterweight in the world because he just did what no with two welterweight for two former welterweight champions couldn't do. That's Is it <clears throat> because we all know everyone's gonna say another shot fighter, just fighting another shot fighter. That's the thing. As much as yeah, I would love I'd love to you know for him to fuck him up, but it's it's gonna it's a lot of people are just gonna be like he's again he's fighting somebody who's just downhill. Think so. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You're right. They could do that. And that, that will spike some interest in some fans. It'll eventually hit some people. That they'll, you know, they'll spike some interest. But the majority of the fans will literally look at this. He's fighting another shock fighter, man. He's another bullshit How's he fighter. How's he shock fighter? How's he shock fighter? He lost. He's been losing lately. He's not a shot fighter, though. He's a guy that who's never lived up to his fucking potential, B-Ray. He, he's a decent, he's a good, decent fighter who who squandered his talents away to be a social media darling. Goddamn microphones. I fucking hate that. I, I keep hearing the clicking and everything, and I know the fans can hear it. Look. Yeah. He squandered his talents away. I, I, again, I, I think people are going to – yes, but I think people are still going to look at this like not a legit fighter, not a legit fighter. And I think that's what mm. people, again, again, are frustrated now. They want to see guys like Thurman, Porter, Garcia – Pacquiao, Spence. I think that's what they want to see. So 
And I'm just saying that because, again, I, I we all know that's how they're going to react. So, I, again, that's a pretty good idea what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. But majority of the people are going to well, look, look Broner, at this. this Broner's thinking about coming back. Broner's thinking about coming back in, in January, I think. Yeah. Let him, let if, him come unless back. he has legal troubles again. Let him come back. <laughs> showcase fight. Get a win under your belt. Bob, shoot him 10 mil. Shoot him. You shoot think him. he wants 10 mil? He's already said, shoot me the $10 million. I'll you sure him. he won't be that greedy? Oh, I'm fighting Terrence Crawford. Oh, I want a bit more then. Why? He's <laughs> fucking. Yeah, you're right. He could be saying that, but I don't think so. Right? He could be saying that. That's what... <laughs> nah, I think, I think, I think for doing it like you know? that. He out. might. You're right. He might take it, but I won't be surprised if he goes, oh, I'm fighting a guy like Terrence Crawford. Oh, shit. You better pay me an extra two, maybe three million. Nah, fuck it. Ten, ten, ten mil flat, right here. Ten mil flat, and right. Yeah. The ten million flat. That but part. then again, th- also, yeah, you're right. But th- I think also the question: You think fucking Bob Aaron would do that? That's a thing too. That's a question. I mean, I know comments that Bob said. Well, you know, uh, you know, with all the money that I've invested in Terrence Crawford, you know, I could have bought two houses in Beverly Hills and shit like that. He like he's made he's made fucked up comments about him. And, um, Dana White made a made, made a funny comment about that. By the yeah, way, dude, I'm trying to find the thing right now. Hold on, I'm trying. Because try it it's true. One of the things he said: "You're you're his. You're the promoter. Pro, your job is to fucking promote him." Yeah, so it's right here. Dana White on Bob Arum's comments on Terrence Crawford: "You're fucking. You're fucking signed a deal. Your job is to promote him. Imagine me going, oh, I got to pay McGregor this much. I could have built a house in Beverly Hills. Shut the fuck up, you fucking scumbag." Aram is a piece of <laughs> Dana White. And yeah, he was saying things like, "You guys would, uh huh. You guys would have ridiculed me." He goes, "Because because so, uh, so, Dana White is going by the comments that he said." So I think this is my microphone that's cutting off here and there, folks. I'm sorry about that. So he goes, "He may be the greatest fighter in the world, but hey, I'm not going to bankrupt promoting him." Boxing, uh, hug boxing as Bob Aaron before last night's fight. Uh, last night, if Top Rank was going to be able to keep Terrence Crawford, and here the question is, do we want to keep him? I could build a house in Beverly Hills on the money I've lost on him in his last three fights. That's why. Wow. That's why Bob Dana White came out and said that comment. B Ray, I don't know any other promoter that says that about. Neither. Their number one talent. Their number one pound for pound fighter in the world. Um, I get it. When he fought, um, when he fought Victor Postal, when he fought Jeff Horn, they didn't do, and he fought a, and he fought a Mir Khan on pay per view. They didn't do good money. They didn't do. Um, didn't. And I know I've been listening to other podcasters and other YouTubers talking about, you know, oh the the probability of Spence versus Crawford. And, you know, and I think Earl Spence was in an interview saying, well, I'll fight him for like 60-40. And then Terrence Crawford goes, then we're never going to fight. Glad you brought that up. I'll never fight him then. Look, 60-40. You know, and I know I know we we talk about A-side, B-side, but we, we have to look at it this way. You know, yes, Terrence Crawford is a former undisputed 140-pound champion. Yes, he's currently the WBO welterweight champion in the world. He's fighting the unified welterweight champ. That the better known fighter is Earl Spence, and if you and, and if you're basing it on, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not basing it on Instagram likes, you know, retweets. I'm basing it on pay per view numbers alone. I just mentioned the Amir Khan fight, the Jeff Horn, the yeah. Victor Postal fights. They didn't do too good on pay per view. You know. Errol Spence just did a pay-per-view with Mikey Garcia and Sean Porter, and they've done better than Crawford. And that's with Crawford having a big-time promoter behind him. Spence is mm-hmm. doesn't have a big-time promoter. He's a free agent. Not a free agent, but he's managed by the PBC, which, you know, they're, they've done a good job. Post-Mayweather era, they've been promoting pay-per-views now since mm-hmm. then. Um I gotta agree with a lot of uh, people. If this was if sixty forty is mo- is mostly fair, you know Spence Spence has most the more I Spence, agree. Has the, Spence has the more belts. Spence has the better welterweight resume. Spence has the more uh, follow followers that people know who he is. 
Crawford doesn't. And I don't blame Crawford. It's more on the promoter. The promoter's not done a good job promoting him. You know, and we've heard it before, you know, mm-hmm. from other podcasters and other YouTubers going that Bob Arum doesn't know, does not know how to promote black fighters. He still thinks he's promoting Sugar Ray Leonard. The era of Leonard and how you promoted black fighters back then is different how you pr- promote black fighters now. Um, sometimes you got to take your own career in your own hands to be successful. Um, example, Floyd Mayweather had to take his own career on uh, his own career on his own hands to promote himself as one of the biggest attractions in boxing in the last 15 years. Andre Ward had to take his career in his own hands to basically get paid what he thought he was worth and fight the fights that he needed to fight to enhance his legacy. You know, those are the type of fighters that they, they get it done. That take they've taken their own careers on their own hands. It goes, no, I'm 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 gonna dictate myself here. Um, Bob Arum, I mean, perfect example. The, the story that Florida always tells. Bob never saw him as a is a big pay per view star. He's not a pay per view star. He's boring. He's boring. The fa- the fact that okay, if I'm boring, then let release me. You know, the 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 story goes that he wanted uh, he wanted ten million or fifteen million dollars to fight Oscar. He said, no one's gonna pay you that much money to fight. To fight Oscar, he made twenty million dollars to fight Oscar. When he told him, "I can't get you Oscar, but I can pay you eight million to fight Margarito," he said, "How about if I fight Cotto?" Here goes to mention that Cotto or Cotto or Ricky Hatton for eight million. No one's gonna want to pay you eight million. He made ten million a piece to fight both guys. So again, I think he made twenty or thirty million. I think twenty against yeah, I think uh, overall, Cotto. Overall, overall, and he bought his uh, he bought his contract. You know, his contract was worth $750,000. He bought his own contract out and made yep. more in three fights than he would have made with Bob Barham. Um, there's a history of it here. For Terrence Crawford, I get you're loyal to this guy, but how are you going to be with somebody that is saying that about you? <clears throat> you don't see him say – you don't see him saying that about Lomachenko. You don't, And the fact that he goes – it's because he's not sellable. He's not like a Teofimo Lopez. He's – like, dude, like, he he goes in and he entertains. Like, I, as much as we're shitting on the caliber of opponents that Terrence Crawford has fought, they're not boring. Mm-hmm. They're not boring. They're actually very exciting. Oh. They're very exciting fights. They're not boring fights. He's not a Guillermo Rigondeaux when he went out of his way and goes, and nobody wants to see Guillermo Rigondeaux. When I go to HBO and mention him, they want to throw up. Who says that about their fighter? It's your job to promote. You invested money on him. You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I think even Crawford, you know, I know what you're saying. Even Crawford said it too. I believe in the interview he goes, if, he, if that's how he feels, then let me go. Then let me go, he goes. And that's what Terrence Crawford said. And I agree. If that's what, how Bob, the Bob father feels, let him go then. Why fucking keep him? Exactly. So I'm hoping come October or November, his contract is up, then leave. I agree. I would just leave then. But then here's the thing. From here until the contract is done, who is he going to fight? I know they're talking about... Uh, that's a good question. Who? I don't know. I know they're talking Pacquiao. And, and, talking and Pacquiao I'm gonna, fight, yep. I'm going to say this. Whoever gets Pacquiao, whether it be Spence or Crawford, dictates the negotiation tables. If Spence, I can see, yeah, I can see Spence, why you say that. If Spence gets Pacquiao and beats him, he has three belts out of the four. And he and Pacquiao would be a pay-per-view fight. So he would have back-to-back-to-back pay-per-view fights. Mikey, Sean, Danny, and if he fights Pacquiao, four back-to-back pay-per-view fights. To back. To back. Pay-per-view fights. And he would hold yeah. three of the four <laughs> titles. If if Bud Crawford and Bob are able to convince Pacquiao to come back to top rank for a fight and Terrence Crawford beats Pacquiao, he holds two belts, then arguably that fight should be 50-50 then. I agree. Both guys hold belts, 50-50 split. You know how, you know how hard it is? Is that hard? Yeah. You know how hard it is for them to agree 50-50? Duh. Oh, they make it hard. No. That's what it is. They Wild, make it so Wilder, difficult to do that. No, it's not. No, no. Wilder Fury did it. With the exception of them, with the exception of them, because they were smart, I question their intelligence when it comes to that. That's why I say that, because those two were smart. With the exception of Wilder and Fury, 
they they knew what the fuck they were getting into. They knew the money they're going to make, and they were smart. 50-50. These two, they have their egos. Come on, Crawford saying that no, no, 60-40 is not good. To me, I'm sorry. I say fuck you, Crawford. I'm sorry. I go with Spence with that. Yeah, and again, and then you're gonna have Crawford fans on well, why he's on this beater again. The the road for for whoever needs to dominate the negotiation table, the road goes to Pacquiao. All all yeah. roads to making this fight happen leads to Pacquiao. He's a Pacquiao, yeah. And Pacquiao knows it. And Pacquiao knows it. He knows. And he I said think, it, man. He's he, he wants to fight. <laughs> and he and he knows it. And I think he and I think he's holding out to see who's gonna offer him the big money. Is it gonna be the PBC, or is it gonna be Bob? Who's gonna offer him the big money for for this fight? That's a good question. He knows he's being. He knows he knows the intention here. He knows it. He has to know it. He has to know that the I'm just curious. And that all roads mm-hmm. lead to him now. Depending on how, depending I'm how, depending how, um, December fifth goes, um, Spence Garcia. All road leads to Pacquiao. If Spence wins, yep. Spence would be making a play for Pacquiao. I'm assuming Crawford and his team are making yep. a fucking play to Pacquiao as we speak right now. All road lead through many Pacquiao to see who's going to dominate the negotiation tables. It's. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. I think you hit it right. I think it's right now. He's looking at who's going to offer me the most. All right. So let's move on because I think we spent a lot of time here. So we're going to boxing topics here. So the Gypsy King went on Twitter and said, the Gypsy King will return in 2021. Only those that have supported me 100% since my comeback will be with me this time for the journey, for the glory. B-Ray, what's your thoughts? So he was in a fight December 19th. Yeah. The, the, that was the reason he, he yep. wasn't going to fight Deontay Wilder because, you know, he he didn't want to fight next year. He wanted to fight now, this year. Remember, he said that. Yep. He wanted to fight this year. He was in training camp. He had already been training. He he was, he was didn't want to go crazy fucking just, you know, not doing anything. He wanted to fight in 2020. He just yep. announced a week ago, oh, no, I'm going to fight next year in 2021. Is it to be Wilder? <laughs> Because Wilder already Wilder already put put out the lawsuit of breach of contract. He did, which he might, because I, I did hear that. You're right. That was the last thing I heard about that. So, yeah, part of it was like they, they he might be yeah negotiating a third fight with Wilder, or maybe negotiating with another guy who's probably in the top ten, a heavyweight in the top ten. We'll see what happens. But I do hope it's Wilder. I do hope it's a trilogy. Yeah, I do hope it's a trilogy. Just end it. Well, Bob Arum also came out and said that the Tyson Fury's next fight will be against either Anthony Josh or Deontay Wilder. He said if AJ beats Pulev on December 12th, they intend to try to make Fury versus AJ. If Pulev wins, then we will do Fury versus Wilder 3. So this all this all hangs, <laughs> according to Bob, this all hangs on Pulev either putting the upset or losing to the AJ, and that's how they're going to decide where they're going to go, right or left. Yeah. That they're both agreeing. So now, if you notice, they're moving away from we're not gonna fight them. They contracts expired. To oh no, yeah, no. So we're gonna fight next year. And um, if uh, if Pulev beats AJ, then we're gonna go Wilder. But if AJ wins, um, we're gonna go with AJ first. You know. So none of this old contract <laughs> expired bullshit. It's kind of now like oh yeah, we're, we'll Fucking fight him. Liars, man. You know, Fury, yeah. Fury's big thing is like, no, I want to fight this year, this year. Now, oh no, I'll, I'll fight next year. That's cool. I, I, I can wait. I can wait. I can wait a couple more months for the for next year. <laughs> he was very adamant about, no, no, I'm fighting 2020. No. 2020s, I'm fighting. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's boxing. So Deontay Wilder was asked about the WBC's new division they're thinking about, the Bridgerweight, and he goes, I understand oh, people shit. have to make money, and this is the way they come up with it to make money with these belts. If it's special, if it's specially designed for me to be the be the face of it, I decline. My career is heavyweight. So Deontay Wilder just declared, I wouldn't be fighting for Bridgerweight if this division's made just for me. No, fuck it. I'm a heavyweight. What's your thoughts on that? Exactly. It's a fucking joke. It's a joke. Yeah. No, I, I I don't blame him for saying that. It's a fucking joke. When I read that, it's a fucking joke. I'm sorry. For them to make more money, fucking ridiculous. So. So I'm glad he 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 said that. It's a fucking joke. Fury, uh, another Wilder news. 
So Wilder said that if he can't get Fury, that he want to fight. If he can't fight Fury, he'd want to fight Dylan White next. What's your take? What's your take? <laughs> that <on>? so? <laughs> now Dylan, Dylan White, White. Dylan White has been the mandatory for Wilder for a Another. year. Well, he's been the mandatory year, for the yep. WBC for almost what two years now. I think so. And he lost. Probably around that he, he time. Did the, he did yep. lose to Pavekin, so he lost his title shot. Pavekin is now the number one contender. Pavekin tested positive for Corona. So that yep. fight got postponed. That was one of the fights that got postponed. You're right. So, there we go. Got postponed. Yes. Oh, fuck. Yes. So, uh, That's the one. Yep. I'm assuming Dylan White is now the number one contender for the WBC. Eddie Hearn yep. said this. Eddie Hearn on Wilder saying he wants to fight White. If he can't get Fury next, that's convenient on him. Dylan, Dylan only wanted to box him for 10 years. White has got the fight of his life versus Pavekian first. You know what's weird? I saw that I saw that list. He didn't mention AJ, did he? So saying that, <laughs> so you'd rather fight Fury and Dylan White, but you don't want to fight AJ. Wow. I've always said, I've, I've, always, said, I've always wanted to see Wilder versus Dylan White. I thought that would have been a good fight. Really? Oh yeah, I, that I might be a good fight. I, I would have fucking. I thought that would have been a good fight. So, so okay, let's keep going on. Yeah, who knows? Maybe in the future. Maybe, maybe you never know. Keep moving on to the next topic. I think that's the last topics before we announce. Oh, last one before I, the main event one. Floyd Mayweather. So Floyd Mayweather announced he's gonna fight in Japan, but he came out two days ago and said, and I quote, "Those YouTube girls better find some Barbie dolls to play with because I'm not the one for for the kid for kid games." Three years ago, a fighter from the USA UFC said my name, and I had to put a muzzle on that bitch. At Logan Paul, can get the same treatment before I conquer Japan again. Logan Paul retweeted, fifty and one. So he's saying he'll give Floyd Mayweather a blemish on that record. B-Ray, a circus fight. You all can't see me, but I have a face like I like. Yeah, I have a face like I smell shit. This is no. It's just what it is. Shit. Why, why people don't give this attention? Don't be a pura mierda. Please don't give this attention, people. Don't make it as big as it shouldn't be. Because trust me, when it gets to that fucking point, Floyd will make that fight fucking happen. Really? Who wants to see Floyd Logan Paul? Come on. Fuck that. Dude, it's Logan Paul. I'm, I'm done with that subject. You want to keep going with that? You want, want to keep going with that? Go ahead. I'm not giving more attention to that. I'm not mentioning anything. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, episode. so be right. Especially, last week we were especially talking, Logan Paul. Last week we were talking about uh, Canelo Alvarez being a free agent and who is he going to fight? Is he going to fight Caleb Plant? Is he going to fight uh, Callum Smith? Well, it was announced. It was on me. I put up the video. Yep. Uh, Eddie Reynoso and Canelo Alvarez announced who they're going to fight. Y tener un boxeador disciplinado como Luis Saúl siempre te da la pauta para estar listos a cualquier hora. Eh, estamos muy contentos y muy agradecidos con toda la gente que ha estado apoyándonos durante todo este tiempo. No es nada fácil estar este envuelto en, en temas administrativos, en, en problemas de, de, de índole extradeportivo, pero... Pues gracias a Dios, pues somos un equipo fuerte, siempre estamos enfocados en lo que es nuestro trabajo y en lo que realmente nos ha dado eh, pues eh, el éxito en, en el boxeo. Estamos muy contentos y pues les voy a les voy a le voy a pedir a Saúl aquí que les les comunique lo que viene para este cierre de, de cierre de año, que viene algo muy importante para la carrera de él, para mi carrera como entrenador. Entonces, pues ahí les se los dejo para que le pregunten lo que quieran y también para que les les confirme lo que ya tenemos listo para diciembre. No, pues eh, gracias a Dios, gracias a, a todo lo que hemos hecho. Creo que eh, estamos aquí, como dice él, y somos unas personas disciplinadas, un equipo disciplinado que siempre está listo para cualquier hora, día. Y lo único que queremos es, es seguir haciendo, seguir haciendo mi carrera y seguir eh, creciendo como, como equipo y Y pues gracias a Dios eh, eh, tenemos pelea para el 19 de diciembre contra Calum Smith, que, que está catalogado como el, el mejor en la 168. Entonces eso me, me hace muy feliz y me hace muy feliz 
So Canelo Alvarez announces he's going to fight Callum Smith, the WBA super welterweight champion, by many regarded as the best super middleweight cha- best super middleweight in the world. Biri, what's your thoughts on that? About to say, yeah. I think I'm pre- I'm, I think I mentioned it too when we talked about the potential fight, and I'll say it again. That's one of the fights I did wanted to see. So I'm fucking happy for that one, because I thought that that was the premium opponents that the zone should have got. You know, they kept saying you need to get premium opponents. That is a premium fucking oh, opponent. So I think that was a great before choice. We say, before we say anything, the fight's taking place in the zone. On the zone, yeah. There we go. You're right. On the zone, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I think you say like Eddie Hearn might be like, "Demoy, Demoy, I'll get him back in a way. I'll get him back in some way." <laughs> and what do you know? So far, he's fighting on the zone. So we don't know nothing about contract. This, uh, yeah. So ESPN has him as the number one super middleweight in the world. Number two is Caleb Plant. Number three is Benavidez. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four is Anthony Durrell. Number five is Billy Joe Sanders. Number six is John Ryder. Number seven is Daniel Jacobs. Number eight is uh, Lionel Thompson. Uh, number nine is Jose uh, Suscatique. And number 10 is Caleb Truax. So he is fighting the number one fighter in the in the division at the moment. Both guys hold the WBA, with one being a super champion, the other one being a regular champion. Same bullshit as the WBC, just a, yeah. just a different name. So B-Ray, um, he's fighting him. He's on the zone. Like I said, Eddie Hearn literally uh, reassured the zone, like, I'm going to bring him back. In a, in a way, I'm bringing him back for a fight. I'm, I'm not bringing him back in a contract. Right. I'm bringing him back in a fight. Um, we don't know the details. We don't know the pay. Uh, but it is funny that yeah, we they know. released him, and a week later, he's fighting on the net. He's going to be fighting on that network at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Which a little bit surprising, I guess. Like for a guy like Callan Smith, like fuck, don't you want like a couple more months? No, he's going straight at him, going straight to him on December the nineteenth. That's fucking great. And of course, the internet's always whiners right now. I'm hearing about like, well, is this bullshit? Really? You're making Callum Smith train for the next three weeks? Have you been hearing that? You've been, you've been hearing I that? Have, I've been hearing that a lot. First Already of all, making excuses. How, how do like, we know, damn it, yeah, you're making... How do we know that he hasn't been training? Like Canelo. Canelo's been training. Exactly. That's what other people are saying, which I agree with them. How do you know he's been training? Because we know Canelo's been training. We follow him on Instagram, and we know that he's been training. Getting himself in shape because he knew something was coming. Especially when he knew that he was going to leave Golden Boy, he probably knew like, all right, something, something's going to come up. So you're right, exactly. You don't know that. You don't know these guys have been training for it already. You don't know if they're already in good shape for it. So this one right here, no excuse. He's fighting the best fighter at that division. I think it's going to be a great fucking fight. And of course. Um, uh-huh. The fight he had with uh, Liam Smith, that was pretty good, actually. I mean, even though Liam Smith was not on his level, that was a pretty good fight. So I think this one right here with Smith's brother, I think this will be be actually better. This will be a great fucking fight. No, I I think so, too. So I'm trying to – I'm at Colin Smith's Mm -hmm. page right now, and I can't see any Mm -hmm. recent photos. He doesn't have any picky – hold on, I mean – no, he doesn't have anything um, recent, like, for you to say how he looks like. Hold on. I guess not. But Smith did say that he's been made in the fight Canelo I mean, since his uh, knockout victory last year. Yeah, I mean, he's a prime fighter. You know, he look, we criticize Canelo for fight, picking and choosing opponents, you know, or uh, not fighting opponents that he, he should be fighting. Look, his first fight back from his order from his ordeal with uh, Golden Boy in the zone, he's fighting the number one best fighter in the division. Say what mm-hmm. you want to say, win, lose, or draw. He, you know, ESPN and many other fucking writers and other websites have Callum Smith as the number one super middleweight in the world. The man won the fucking yeah. boxing super series. You know, he won the Muhammad Ali trophy. He is the yes, least champion. He did. Mm-hmm. So we got to give him credit for that. You know, you can't disregard him. Be like, oh, he ain't shit. No, he won the champ. He won. He, got he won. I, yep. Um, I so totally fight, agree. So that fight was announced and it's being told, though the venue has been confirmed. It's going to be held in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. Be nice. Um, Tank Davis fought there against Leo Santa Cruz. Had a nice crowd. It had that nice crowd atmosphere. Canelo Alvarez probably saw it and said, you know what? We're going to do that too. I agree. I agree. And they, they just announced this yes, uh, yesterday. So it's been a day ago. So even with yesterday. the restrictions that California is doing, um, Texas is kind of more lenient about the restrictions. So they're still allowed. Yeah. So it makes sense to Texas. 
Things could change in the next couple of weeks, though. But as far as we know, the fight is still being held in the Alamo Dome with a uh, minimal crowd, though. And it won't be a fucking sellout crowd, but there will be no. there will be no. in attendance, though, for the fight to happen. Yeah, because I think the Tank Davis fight, I think that was 8,000, I believe. 8,000 people, 9,000. And, and they were scattered. So probably... It wasn't like they're all in fucking Hollywood. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I like the fight. I think it's a good fight. Me too. Um, I mean, we both said we didn't care if he fought uh, Caleb Plant or Callum Smith. You know, at the end of the day, you know, we just wanted to – we we didn't think Canelo was going to fight. And guess what? No. He proved us wrong because I thought, oh, he's done. He's not going to fight this year. He's going to fight until next year. No, Canelo's coming in. He He's dead set in making sure he fights this year. Mm-hmm. You know, and – I'm yeah. not making, and I'm I'm not gonna be one of those people making the excuse. Go, oh, well, Colin Smith didn't have that much time to train. Oh, hey, we we said it. We said it in the opener. We said it. Wait, we said it in the opener. You signed a contract. You knew the date. It's not like they said, "Hey, do you want to fight me?" Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. And then a couple weeks later, oh, hey, by the way, you're fighting me on December 19th. It's not like he doesn't know when the date of the fight is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so for everyone to say, "Oh, he's fighting," he's such short notice. Yeah, everyone's saying that. He's kind of fighting for short notice, three weeks. They're saying uh, that. I'm like, no. You know he's aware of that, right? Like, you know, exactly. Like, you know he put his John Hancock on that paper and said, yeah, I'll fight him for that. <laughs> Wait, three weeks? I, 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 I can make the way in three weeks. That's fine. You know, again, we don't know if he's training. Like I said, I went on his page right now. I don't see anything. So he's being very secretive of how he looks physically. Canelo, on the other hand, yeah. he's in fighting shape ready. Yeah. We haven't seen him since last year. You're you right. Know? That's his so, knockout win. Yes, yeah, so of COVID, which I saw a fight on Friday, Thursday night. Oh, okay. So, but um, ben, we can't wait to see this fight. Me too. I can't wait to have you here next week to do an episode. For sure, and man. Do, remember, guys, we're gonna give you guys two episodes next week: one on a Friday, one on a Saturday, back to back. Um, don't forget to buy hoodies. Um, uh, it's hoodie season. I posted a picture out yesterday on our on our uh, story of me. I just got my hoodie mailed to me, so I was rocking my J and B Ray boxing hoodie around work. People loved it. Um, <laughs> if you're going to buy a hoodie from us and let's say you like the Ram Alcoholics or Lady Instincts and you guys have accumulated more than 50 bucks and you guys are don't want to pay the hefty shipping type free over 50 you will get free shipping on nice. all the items but believe me I used it when I bought my hoodies I got free shipping and I got it within three days oh shit so, look at that folks look at that it's well worth it get it holiday season's coming up it's getting cold right now. It's starting to get cold oh, out here in yeah, California. Oh, yes. I'm assuming everyone else. Rock out with your cock out with the J&B Ray boxing hoodies. <laughs> uh, even though even the shirts are out. We're um right now we're trying to work on getting hoodies, um beanies and hats right now. But stay uh stay patient with us. But other than that, guys, I mean, thank you for tuning in. This is kind of the uh, the last thing we're gonna do. Beer, is there anything else you want to add before we call it quits? Actually, I actually do. I, I'm pretty sure maybe we want to talk about this very quickly. What about the comments of Errol Spence saying a potential fight against Canelo Alvarez at 160? First, we need to see how he looks, dude. I, I didn't. I you know we didn't talk about that. I he saw the count. Good, I, by the way. God damn, Spence looks fucking jacked. <laughs> Have you seen his face though in his speech? Like he sounds like he slurs more. No, oh, he got into a car accident. <laughs> uh, you know what? Though? I'll, I'll say this though. What? I, I can't talk about him fighting Canelo until I see how he looks against Danny. That is true. You're is right. That, is, That's is a that, very is good that point. Fair to say? Is that fair to that say? That is actually fair to say. But it's still that idea. Like, I guess part of me is like, he's that he stole that Spence. You're right. We don't know. But that idea, I kind of like. I go, man. Spence, I, I, I would have liked that idea maybe a couple years ago. But Canelo's fought mm-hmm. all as as high as 175 pounds. He is the bigger man. Yes, he is. <laughs> you know, so. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, I'd rather wait until December fifth to see how it, how it go, how it pans out. Very true. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, anything else you wanted to add besides that last topic? Um, no, I think that's pretty much it, man. Again, thank you for listening to us, man. Can't wait to do this shit again next week, man. This time, I will not be in Sacramento. I will be with you know Whiskey J in Los Angeles in the Cult of Ramble Ranch. Also, don't exactly. forget to tune into the Ramble Alcoholics next Friday because B Ray will be a special guest on the Cult of Ramble show. Yes, that's right. As he, will, as he will declare why he shouldn't be called Whiskey Dick B-Ray. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I know this yeah, was a short... Ding my bell. 
bring bring him his belt. There you go. You I'm defending that. my belt. <laughs> well, you are the defending champ. But uh, yes. you guys have a good weekend. I hope you guys enjoy this show. Uh, like I said, we'll be back next Friday, and then another one on Saturday. We'll be promoting the fuck out of it this uh, this week coming up. So remember, okay. two episodes in one week. We're giving you a bonus episode, ladies and bonus episodes. All right. So enjoy yourselves. Wash your ass. And wash your ass. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is all I got. This is all I got.